Welcome to Shoot the Breeze, a series on a podcast that celebrates the messiness of life, relationships, and Christianity, featuring my wife Lacey and myself, Nathan. It's creatively titled because it will be just us shooting the breeze, uh, sometimes with guests, while occasionally saying something important. We hope you enjoy. You have two waters? Yeah, I get thirsty. I just want to make sure I have Are enough we recording? Waters. Yeah. <laughs> I what? feel like some people get a bigger cup, but you just get two, like, hipster glasses. Well, call it a day. No, here's the thing. Usually when we're doing this, I finish my coffee or beverage, like, halfway through, and I thought, ooh, if I get two, that should keep me through the whole show. You know? Instead of just one. Wait, I mean, it's not that long, really. It's an hour. That's two, obviously two. It's like 40 minutes. It's two cups worth. So you drink a cup in 20 minutes. No, they're hour shows. Hey, welcome <laughs> to our podcast. My name is Nathan. <laughs> I'm Lacey. And this is a very special episode is, of Shoot the is. Breeze. It's a hunker down one. It is a hunker down one. <laughs> Apparently, Texas currently is going through a... Um, an apocalypse. It is apocalyptic. It is. Um, below freezing temperatures. Wind chill factor is a problem today. We've had, this is our third day of ice Mm -hmm. and we're supposed to get another ice storm today, today, and And here's the problem with that. Um, Texas is what we'd like to call ill-prepared for, uh, such weather correct yes and our house is as you can see ill-prepared as well there there it doesn't which what would you say it doesn't like to hold heat or our, our house lacks the appropriate amount of insulation that <laughs> houses even in our area are required to have yeah i'll say it that way yeah it's it's pretty bad <laughs> <laughs> so we decided to do today's show in front of our space heater Set that back a bit. yeah um just which to... which are the space heater we stole from our studio slash office that we usually record in but because our office is also uh, like a garage <clears throat> well i was gonna say minimal on the insulation factor as well Mm -hmm. it's just slightly warmer in our own house than in our office yeah it's true (laughs) so we yeah um so yeah today's show is we're we're in our home we're in in we're we're recording in our library slash den slash living room slash school room slash laundry room oh yeah it is isn't it right there yeah, a pantry <laughs> <laughs> slash pantry. This is a multi-purpose, it's a multi-purpose room. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> so we're just we're just here. We're just chilling in front of our. Which you want to know a secret about me? It's not really a secret to you. Yeah, I was gonna say me or the audience. The audience more Ooh. is my secret is that I love it when things get canceled. Yeah. I, oh I yeah. I love it. Yeah. I. Seriously, like everybody was really sad about quarantine. And honestly, I was sad about, you know, uh, people's sadness. But the greatest thing in the world is when things get canceled and I don't have any responsibilities. I love it. 
I love it so much because then I don't have to feel bad. Yeah. And I don't have to feel the pressure of having to get things done. I can just feel like, oh, well, it was canceled. It's out of my hands. It's in God's <laughs> hands now. And I can I can not worry about it. And I love that. Oh, goodness. Yeah, we had to cancel all of our ministry stuff. <laughs> Which today. makes me sad. Like, OK, so hear me out. That makes me sad that we rarely cancel. I don't love the fact that we're not having it. But yeah, the the real like homebody part of me is like, eh, we canceled. It. Yeah, no, we never we have a very strict philosophy in ministry um, that we don't cancel. And the reason we don't cancel is it's like everyone in their neighbor can have a reason why we should cancel. Right. And so it's like, nope, we're going to have it. We've learned that if we just have it, the people that show up will be, will receive ministry. Right. So, you know, not about the numbers game. So we rarely, I literally have to be like on my deathbed and whoever was supposed to take over that night as well has to be on their deathbed for us to cancel. Well, or there could be like this apocalyptic winter storm. Or negative, yeah, I was going to say negative temperatures in southern I think the big problem is the, like, ice factor. Yeah, Yeah. it's crazy. Yeah, we, there's, like, a major safety issue because, you know, we're from up north. We grew up in the Midwest. We spent 15 years in Alaska. And so we're used to inclement weather. But down here, for safety reasons, there's, you know, they're just not used to it. Also, they don't have the roadworks needed to care for the... Right, there's no way to clear it. Like, once it's yeah. down, it's down. Which, I do have a kind of a... a I'm having a problem right now. <laughs> just do, do one? Do you want to know my problem? <laughs> just one? <laughs> no, I have so many. Ah. But this one has been on my mind. Okay. I moved over yeah. 4,000 miles... I, I and gave up a lot to never have this kind of weather again. And yet here I am freezing, just freezing every moment. I had to pull out my my like long sleeve shirt. I don't have to wear long sleeve shirts yeah. here. What is up with this? And I am cuddled up in a corner Next by a space heater. heater. I mean, it really reminds me of my winters in Alaska, yeah. actually, where I was co- so cold all the time. I had to yeah. take a, like a warm shower to warm my core up just to function what's well, you you know you also have been very lethargic yeah which the cold weather does it, it just like shuts you down i know it totally i does. feel like you're a robot that has been <laughs> when like when it's cold weather out you you yeah it drains your batteries and you're like burr, 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 you do burr. i freeze i do you're absolutely right yeah and i don't want to do anything i just no. want to like watch shows and eat food or and read books or take warm showers. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> just leave, everybody leave me alone. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, I'm cold. <clears throat> speaking of watching movies. Yeah. We watched one of our favorite movies that we've oh ever gosh, watched. We did. We did. Okay. So I love um, end of the world movies. They're so fun to me, especially like um, movies where it's everything gets wiped out in a single blow, like comet asteroid kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so we had watched that new movie. I think it was called Greenland. Yeah. Greenland. Yeah. That was a fun one. Yeah. It was, it was I mean, it wasn't bad. I mean, we were debating like, would it be better to just like be sitting on a beach in Florida and be wiped out in one fell swoop? Like, oop, right. You're or, and then you're done. Yeah. You know, or had like fight really hard to make it to the survival shelter and then stay there nine months and then have to rebuild at Nathan. And I voted beach. Mm hmm. So well, primarily in the reason being in a apocalyptic 
type setting. Mm. Yeah, he wouldn't be chosen. Nothing, I would not nothing. be chosen. I have so many machines and you know. medication. I'd be like, guys, you know what? Even if I am chosen, I'm going to go hang out at the beach. We'll see you later. Well, they wouldn't choose you. I'm just saying if I was, I would self-sacrifice. Because, be like, I mean, can you imagine, like, the luggage we'd have to bring? <clears throat> like, the amount of medication. It and, would, like, it wouldn't be enough just to rip off a pharmacy. We'd have no. to find a specialized CF pharmacy. Right. That would not, that would not work. Like, you, <laughs> none of the scenarios. No. Like, end of the world scenarios work for us. Can I, hold on, can I say yeah. one thing? What? So the movie we watched had... Um, hold on, I feel like I have to You're going to say something bad. I feel it in my bones. You're going to say something about a child that's negative, aren't you? Yes. And so, don't do it. <laughs> no, no, no. What Just I was going to say is, I have to clarify, is Greenland was not our favorite movie. Like, I, in I terms didn't mind of, it. No, 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 no. I'm saying oh, okay. that wasn't our favorite movie. No, 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 no. That's not, that's not we're our getting journey. To that. yeah, People, we're getting I mean, that. that's our journey. We're not there yet. We're yeah, not our that's the destination. Yeah. So we're watching Greenland, and <clears throat> the child in this movie has diabetes. And I feel like... <laughs> I feel like the parents and to, the you child. You need to be careful here. I feel like the parents and the child literally found out the day before that the kid had. Yeah, diabetes. they weren't very prepared. I f- yeah, exactly, and and you judge them for that a little bit. No, I judge a lot of people for a lot of things, <laughs> and that's just one of them. But I, it was one of those movies where I was like, I feel like if they didn't make it, it would be fine. Well, the funniest thing to me is Nathan's like so hardcore judging these people because they leave the meds at you know various points and he's like who would do that and i'm like you do it all the time i can't even tell you the amount of trips we've taken where my husband has left meds or entire pieces of his machine or his entire (laughs) machine or like we've had friends have to fedex stuff overnight we've had we had an entire trip to europe where he forgot his vest which means we hauled these big machine this big machine over there for no reason because it was worthless without that yeah, yeah. one part of the machine like just over and over. Yeah. literally well, we have a checklist that we go through every time we leave and we we've talked about for the last 16 years of writing the checklist down but as meds change so often we actually just keep it memorized which is probably not an effective strategy but I, it is the one that we use i'm humble enough to know <laughs> that to admit, I, yeah, I've forgotten my stuff, you know, from time to time. All the time. Like, um, every trip, there's one thing. Right. But I, but if I were to get a text that says, this is an emergency, you have one hour to get to this location. I would say that you stole someone's phone. That's what I would say. <laughs> right, because it, <laughs> it wouldn't be your phone. It wouldn't be my phone. <laughs> but... The reason I'm judging them is is you would you would duct tape that medication to your thigh. I mean, that's how like this is the last of our medication for who knows how long. I could literally see you duct taping it into like into your your clothing. You know, that's what I'm saying is, come on, people, you wouldn't just like throw it in your car and be like, oh, hope we remember to grab it. It's true. That's, I know. That's I know. Why I yeah, yeah, like with all the, you yeah. know, how people like to be. You have, you know, we all have these friends that are real doomsdayer, mm-hmm. bunker kind of like planner people. Mm-hmm. And I'm always telling them, I'm like, listen, you have the luxury of being that yeah. and having that prepper mindset when we're just kind of like the electricity goes out for a few days and Nathan's toast. So yeah, that's not Thankfully, really. <laughs> I do want to. I do want to give some props to our friends who have all been very generous and said, listen, you can have our generators, you you know, so we have people right. that love us, but that's what we'd have to rely on. The government's not going to call Nathaniel Steele up and be like, hey, you're one of the chosen because you're so needed. 
They would. Yeah, they I was would, thinking about that. Like, here's I don't thing. have any special skills. No, they would weigh the pros and cons. Let's say I was like Einstein genius. They'd be like, we need this guy. And then another guy would be like, he has cystic fibrosis. And they're like, we could find another Einstein. That's fine. He's out. There's a lot. You know? of, there's a lot of suppositions in that yeah. whole. Um, okay, wanna, so hold on. Okay. I want a really parenthetical thought. Well, yeah, we're, we're 12 minutes in and I finished wow. my first cup. Wow. See? Hun. Just for the record. <laughs> you're pretty soon you're gonna have like four cups of water just lined up in front of you. And they'd all be very large. Basically a cup per You could be like one of those minutes. gym guys who has the whole like gallon <laughs> the of gallon. water with you. I think that always looks so pretentious. Like I'm sorry if you're a gym guy that carries around a gallon of water, but You know what I'm not sorry. <laughs> Please don't do that. You know what? Fill up a <laughs> fill up an eight ounce cup, okay? Come on. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> um, okay, so anyway, we're watching Greenland, and we're like, you know what this reminds me of? Is one of my favorite movies. Mm, I really like this movie, too, and it is Armageddon. Armageddon right. Yeah. Who doesn't love Armageddon? Now... If you don't love Armageddon, you know what? Don't comment. You're either we don't, under the age of 30. Or we just don't care. Just don't or comment. Or even maybe... I don't no, know. When did that come out? 90, 95? 95. Wow. 95. Yep. But the still cla- yeah. class, I mean, it has all the, all the, the guys that I like all make the movie. It has the, what is you it? know, star- Jerry Bruckheimer, which is a fantastic action movie maker. Also, what's one of the best directors for like action? Michael Bay or yeah, Michael Bay. That's who it is. Yeah. It's guys. It is Michael Bay's. Oh Perfect gosh, movie. and it's just like all the feels, yeah. you know what I mean? Like them. the the all the you know daddy issue stuff, and both sides from the daughter and the kind yeah. of adopted son, if you will. I mean, I think it's because one of I, Affleck's best. Let's move that. Mic sorry, away. you keep moving away. Okay, I'll, I'll move you're like back. you're like yelling. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm excited. I okay, love that I movie. Know. I know. But um, yeah. So we're like, let's watch Armageddon. Armageddon. So we did, yeah. and. It, I mean, it was as good as it always, yeah, it always is. And, it basically, the first you know, time you watch it towards the yeah. end, I told Nathan, "I'm like, I always, I always cry at the yeah. end." Which I, doesn't matter how many times I've seen it, I always no. cry. You have to. She's like touching the screen, and mm-hmm. it goes, you know. And Nathan that's reminds the part, me, that's the part you cry at. Okay, well, what part? Because you, it's the Ben Affleck. Uh, oh, Bruce oh, Willis oh, part. yeah, yeah, yeah. That the daddy guessing. son. The daddy yeah. issues. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So apparently, why don't you take it away? So the first time I watched this movie ever, I was sitting in homeroom class in ninth grade, and I'm watching it because I'm like, oh, cool. It was like a free day. We had, I don't know, it was one of those days where we didn't have a lot going on. Um, must have been like a test day or something like that. Well, so we're like watching like Armageddon and I'm Learning like, Learning yeah. about space, you know? Yeah. No, <laughs> no, I'm like, yeah, this is a great movie, you know, apocalyptic, whatever, you know. Right. So I'm watching it, you know, all the explosions and, you know, yeah, everything. Right. I'm like, like so man good. stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, then it gets to the part where, uh, you know, at the end where Bruce Willis sacrifices himself. Oh, spoiler and ben- alert. What? <laughs> Oh, hey, guys, if you haven't seen it, <laughs> if you, it's been if it's you, been uh, 25 years. No. <laughs> I mean, that's on you, right? Yeah. Spoiler alert. If you're no. getting around to it. Uh, Bruce Willis dies <laughs> and saves the world. So <laughs> there you go. Anyway, so, you know, he sacrifices himself. He pushes Matt uh, or Ben Affleck's character back into the ship and. And Ben Affleck's character goes, no, I love you. 
you know, just like screaming. And I remember being in homeroom and I start tearing up and and which wait, 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 which that's the way Nathan's always told me the stories. He started tearing up. Yeah. So we're watching it this time yeah. and the truth comes out that he didn't just tear up like he was like sobbing guys i was crying so hard like loudly i it was one of those it, here's the which thing. i always thought like a manly no. tear like streaking down your face i'm like why are you so embarrassed about no. that that's kind of guys, sweet but the sobbing was, part that's new and I, I love that no i was crying that's, so hard so and here's the thing is that it was one of those cries where you try to keep it in because you have all of your other classmates surrounding you watching this ninth, movie. Ninth grade, you said? Ninth grade. Ninth grade. And it was one of those where I it's like pouring down my cheeks. And to oh, try babe. to and to try to like keep it all in, I'm making these like high pitch like Like the hiccuping <laughs> stuff. <laughs> like it's like like heaving, you know? And because <laughs> I had I had some daddy issues, and so it just, like, it touched my heart. So I remember having to, obviously, sit through the rest of that, uh, and then walk to my next class with these, like, you know, the tear stains, like, on your cheeks, and so, like, I run to the bathroom, splash water on my face, like, guys, I was... Armageddon makes me cry so hard. Like, oh. yeah. Now you've kind of come out of it a little bit. Like, I don't notice you. No, I don't. I don't anymore. heaving. Like, no, you don't sob. keep sob anymore. No, you've got some healing. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. This is one of the many resources we make available for free at our website, cultivaterelationships.com. Our resources have helped people grow in their relationship with God and others. Uh, We've seen people set free from uncontrollable anger and paralyzing fear. We've witnessed estranged family members be reunited after working through our freedom booklet. We've helped people build healthy relationship and coping habits through our coaching videos. And all of these resources are made available for free because of the generous support of people like you. If you would like to become a partner, please visit cultivaterelationships.com slash support. Now, I hope you enjoy the rest of this episode. Years ago, when uh, Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, you remember oh, that goodness, movie? yeah. Yeah, okay, so that one came out, and I was in the theater, and, you know, there's this part that makes you kind of tear up. I cry at movies anyway. I just cry at movies, but I teared up and I kind of had this weird moment where I got like this hiccup sneezy (laughs) thing and it sounded like this um, like guttural like keen came out of my <laughs> mouth like the sobs through the whole theater That's so funny. it was so embarrassing I mean it was a sad part but it yeah. wasn't like you know my mom right. just died kind of but that's what it sounded like coming <clears throat> from me so I'm so glad that we're on the subject of movies yeah because this flows right into a whistleblower oh, gosh. that I have no what is it on you I'm always so scared when you have them for me. Are you this scared when I have them for you? I have so many. No, I literally could care less about what people know about me. There's probably like only two things that I would be like, oh, no. Oh, now I need to know what they are. I feel like you already know. I mean, I do, but I just don't know which they are. Yeah, you're respectful enough of me to be like, I'm not (laughs) going to. Probably have to do with bodily functions if I had to guess. 100%. (laughs) (laughs) And the fact, like, it's okay to be like, that's a vault, baby. Don't worry. Yeah, no, no. I got your back. Yeah. No, like, 
when it comes to like subjects that I'm a little eh, gun shy on, bodily functions is one of them. Mm-hmm. And I could say bodily functions like that. Okay, I'm fine. I think it's specifics. Oh, when I we know. get to specifics, yeah, I'm like, oh, they know now. Know. You know. So I don't. Yeah, that bodily functions. So here's the whistleblower, ready? Because okay. we're on the subject of movies, we're on the okay. subject of things that we both enjoy and like, and this is one that I'm so excited about because I feel like people, <laughs> your friends probably know this about you, but those in the general public that don't the know you, pop. the gen pop, yeah. is your love of young adult fantasy novels. Oh, yeah. You love young adult fantasy novels. Especially if they're like dystopian kind of like... Yeah. For futuristic. I'm just going to throw a few out here okay. that, you know, just over the decades. Okay. okay. You've li- read. Yes. Um, and I mean read. I mean the entire series back to back. If she doesn't have the book, she goes out and buys it to get, first of all, Twilight. Oh, gosh. You don't even know how much I love reading Twilight. I read all four <laughs> books and they're big books. I read them in less than a week. Like, I didn't sleep. It's I a- remember there's a friend of mine. We were reading them at the same time, and we were not young. We were old, what, what like late twenties. I want to say you were definitely late twenties, early thirties. Yeah. and uh, <laughs> we like waited in the parking lot. Of, I remember waiting in the parking lot of Walmart at, like midnight for the last one. I was so excited. I like read it all night. What's oh funny? gosh, it was really fun. So what's funny about I, I'm not a huge reader, I, it, particularly uh, fiction. I'm not. I'm not a fan of fiction books, but what I love is movies i love movies and i love the twilight movies i'm kind of blown which i don't myself. love the movies yeah. i like the books no i love the movies so funny so much so me and my friend scott went to the opening night of what movie was it you what you mean the twilight movies yeah it was like oh twilight. the breaking dawn breaking dawn yeah which is really funny because i because i read the books i knew the content of that one and that really cracked me up if you know the movies that'll crack you up too we're not going to tell you what it is <laughs> you have to either read the books or watch the movies so me and my friend two grown men who work at a church oh, so funny. go to go to the I feel theater like this is a whistleblower on you no it is but i'm blowing it so it's like you know what that's so, so here's the thing is we go to this movie and we we get there and the we, we're so excited we forgot to get snacks and so we're sitting down and we happen to come upon a couple uh people who were at the church some ladies we were running the college ministry me and you and so which i'm not with him i no, no there was kind of like it was really two funny grown men. Yes, two grown men went yep. to the midnight showing release of this movie. Breaking Dawn. Yep. And we forgot to get snacks because we were so excited. So we sit down. The opening credits start going and we're like, hey, we lean over to these two girls who are in our college ministry. And I said, hey, can't, we'll we'll pay for you to go get snacks for us. So they go. It's just taking advantage of their kindness. Yeah, no, they were super sweet. That's- and so they they go get us snacks. They missed the opening scene. So bad. Of the movie, but we got snacks and we got to see the entire movie together. No, well, I okay. So you know what I think is funny is when those books came out. There, I had a few friends that were into them too that had like young kids, and one of the ladies she had like you know under five age kids, and she'd sit down on her porch and read. And to keep the kids distracted, she'd like throw Skittles out in the the, the yard, so they'd have to go. <laughs> That's <laughs> hilarious. Find them and. Oh man! Okay, so some other books. 
continuing on the theme of blowing the whistle on my wife. Okay. Some other books that she has read, series that she's read, are the Maze Runner yeah. series, the... Um, Hunger Games, all the Hunger classics. Games. Ooh, Hunger Games is a good one. Divergent, yeah. All so anyways... I if, love all of those. I've read if, more than you could name, Nathaniel. I know. More than you can... I read really, really fast. And so when I get on a series like that, it's really fun for me. I can, like, devour the entire series and just she reads a short period she reads book series like i watch the movies yeah seriously yeah. it is like watching a movie to me yeah. but i like reading more i would just rather watch the movie <laughs> <laughs> so that is a whistleblower and here you didn't say why i love the young adult ones why i like them more oh no go Do ahead you know why? i'll let you yeah okay i like them because i like they always have a bit of romance but not where you're like just like oh oh, Adult oh my version. gosh like yeah, yeah like i'm yeah like it's not like 50 shades of gray no i mean well not i mean yeah. that's a different level but this, even <laughs> yeah, different... normal like adult yeah. fiction can get kind of uh Risky. a little bit yeah. right and so i like it that it kind yeah. of keeps it even though i probably wouldn't hand my teenager these books like my 13 year old um i do like it because it cuts it off I right. feel, but right. there's like a little yeah. bit of romance, not crazy. I like it that it is, um, I don't know. It's kind of like just gum, bubble gum. It's nothing yeah. really like, I mean, I love we've the had, classics, but we've had sometimes some you just want some bubble gum, right? You don't well, want a steak dinner when you read. And I was going to say the, like the Hunger Games one, you and I had some good conversations come out of that one just for you and me. I enjoyed that book. I actually, I yeah. told my daughter that she could read that when she got around i mean i wanted to be a little bit older maybe yeah. between 13 and 14 but just yeah. to discuss some of the concepts in it because i like the way they're presented right but um but most, it doesn't most have... of them ha don't have a lot of but value it, outside of entertainment right but i was gonna say but yeah like and like you're saying those are generally pretty good because they're less risque right yeah so yeah there's generally there's a, some of those generally. authors though that are writing to teens they make me really mad but yeah so i'm gonna shift gears okay do it a little bit and then we're gonna revisit the book subject okay okay did when we talk a lot about books last podcast or is that like we talked okay ago? this is interesting we talked about reading we didn't talk about specific books but then we talked about specific books so we have a back-to-back -back series i guess on books <laughs> i didn't realize how yeah okay hold on though that's yeah. why we're shifting gears okay it's like a Parenthetical New topic. Button. We're going to do an agree to disagree. It is a conversation that used to come up a lot, doesn't come up, in, you know, too often anymore. I think we've just kind of settled into our roles with it. Okay. And so the agree to disagree is I am uncomfortable being late to places. Lacey is more comfortable being late to places. That's not true. Entirely true. Can, can you name me one time you're like, I don't want to be late. I am more. OK, I am more comfortable being late to things like church. Or friends houses. Not not friends' houses. I like being to friends' houses on time, but usually depending on how close they are. If you're a closer friend to me, I'm probably going to be later to your house. I'm just going to be real to you. So if you're, like, a good friend, you know that I'm going to be like, ah, 
I will forgive me. But if you're not so close, I'll be on time. (laughs) So are there. I know you can't really unpack that one. Are there any other times that you're like, no, which people might read into that. They may be like, oh, no, she was in my my house on time. Honestly, these are just my own problems that I'm trying to work through. Seriously. So I. But I. OK, so church. So if you're like late for church, it does make me sad because I don't like missing part of the service. But sometimes I just don't plan right. And I don't think it's a huge deal walking in a little late. We've been married. Nathan feels like it's a really big deal. Like We've God's been... going to bar your entry from heaven and be like, I'm sorry, you were late to church. No, 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 no. Times. I don't over spiritualize it. Lacey, you here's do. the thing. We've been bit. no, we've been married for 15 years. 16. 16 years. And I feel like when she says I don't mind being late to church sometimes. Hey. In 16 I feel like you're years. Get, I feel like you're these are fighting words now. No, no, no. This is just an agree to disagree because okay. obviously <laughs> we disagree and we've agreed with okay. that. Um so some things that I've learned to do. Like, for example, this very afternoon, there is a YouTube video that my brother sent me. We were waiting for oh, Lacey. Gosh. This is the problem, though. This is part of the problem is you go and get in the car and don't tell me. No, I did. I specifically said, I'm going to the car. Slowly, Ariana came out. Lydia came out. And we were sitting in the car waiting no, okay, for Okay, but this afternoon was a bad example because I didn't know you wanted me to come. I thought you guys were going on your own. This wasn't the church. This was something different. But they didn't tell me that I was coming. And so I'm in here, like, cleaning and getting stuff around. And then Ari comes in and was like, why are you coming out? And I'm like, oh. When three out of four people is believe you're coming well i didn't know that i was you gotta tell the person but what nathan used to do hold on what you used to do is you would get so frustrated at me but because frustrated but because you're passive aggressive you would literally just quietly go and get in the car and you wouldn't tell me you're ready to go be aggressive passive aggressive (laughs) no and i would get so (laughs) mad because i'm thinking that we're all good everybody's good and you're just sitting in the car steaming so what i've learned and this is something this ooh this harkens back okay. to a podcast we did on my BFF Mark Driscoll. Okay. <laughs> if you that is so far from the truth about him being my BFF, you need to go listen to the podcast. Anyways, that episode. Um, he said because him and his wife had this issue. Okay. That uh, Grace. Mark and Grace, that she's always late. And he learned that if he just had a book with him or something to do, he would be less angry at his wife. And I was like, wow, that is wisdom. And I took that upon myself. And so I bring a book. I have constantly have YouTube videos that I'm always watching podcasts that I listen to. And I just kind of sit in the car and chill and we get to church when we get to church. So this reminds me of, um, because you're just talking about how you're having to wait on me a mm-hmm. lot. Yeah. And I remember specifically, um, there's areas I wait on you. So tons. Anything that you're about to say are not in the show notes for this okay, time. So, so <laughs> yes, he does wait on me for um, being late and such. Oh, goodness. I but know exactly when, where this is going. When I just want to give you the story as an example of my life. Um, when Lydia was about, I want to say five years old. She was playing with blocks and you know how kids do. She made like a little block house and she made like the living room and the dining room and the bedrooms. And she made a little bathroom and she set up 
all the people in the family in different rooms and mom and the sister were in the kitchen and Lydia was, you know, at the table. And then the little character that was dad was in this little small room. And so yeah. she's telling me about all the things the characters are doing, and she's moving around yeah. the other three characters, but the dad <laughs> character is just staying in this small room for the entire time she's playing with these blocks. Yeah. And I and she's, like, updating me on everything the characters are right. doing, but the dad is stationary. And I said, well, what's the daddy doing? And she goes, oh, he's in the potty. And yeah. because that is her experience with life, is that her dad is just uh, in the potty uh, uh, for hours on end. What is it? You what, no, what's the, what have you coined? Like, part of it is, like, we I'm a just, potty widow. Yeah, potty widow. Yeah, we should just put a picture of me on the bathroom yes. door. <laughs> exactly, because you're in there so much and for so long. And I know that a big part of that is because of your, you know, yeah. intestinal issues. Another big part of it is because you're a guy and it's like your alone time. And I get that because when I take your phone, you're definitely quicker. Yeah. <laughs> When you have nothing to do, you de- you generally just prioritize leaving a little bit more. But when you're like, <laughs> you have your fo- you have yeah. YouTube. I mean, it's just like a vacation, you know, for you. So, uh, uh, anyways, when it comes, so you to- don't mind leaving me to wait. Not when we're going to. Okay, here's the other thing, though. Hold on. So part of our ministry is in the oh, church. Oh, you're bringing ministry up right now? Listen, you brought my genetic terminal disease up. Aww. So <laughs> Yes. I'm bringing God into this. <laughs> if you can't see, if you're listening to this and not watching the video, she is playing a mini violin for yeah. me. I and am. I love mini violins. <laughs> They're my favorite instrument. One time we found playing. (laughs) We found this gif that was somebody building a miniature violin and then playing it. So awesome. We lost track of it at some point. It was if you ever get a hold of that that gif, send it to us because it's our favorite. It's one of the most like Oh gosh, we just send it back and forth to each other constantly. Yeah, it's like one of the most (laughs) demeaning (laughs) gifts. (laughs) Okay, so okay, awesome. we gotta get back on track. I brought us way off track. So, um, anyways, agree to disagree. Agree to disagree. Dealing with being late, showing up. So we, oh my word, we have to tell this story about Which a friend one? that we knew, who if he didn't show up an hour early, oh, he gosh. felt like he was late. And so he... we would have to, we would have to lie to him. We would tell his wife the truth. But we would lie to him when we wanted him to come over. Because I just couldn't get it done. Like, it didn't give me enough margin to get dinner done and get everything done for them to come over. But it was really funny because it drove his wife insane, too. But it was just he couldn't fathom the idea of being being on time. Being on time right. was late. And so much so that he told us this story when he got a new job and he hadn't been given the key yet. He broke in to one of the windows. Like, he didn't break it. The window was open. But he kind of, yeah. like, popped opened it and no he he picked the key lock did no to get in. i think he got in through the window either way he broke into he, his own place of employment <laughs> so he could go to work an hour early that's pretty yeah. impressive if you're listening to this you know who you, you know are. who you are you know <laughs> anyways so so this it's so funny though people get so passionate about being late or being early like it's it's something that people get passionate about well, Ariana keeps oh, me on time because she's always, I mean, she's the kind of person, our 10-year-old, they'll be like, we only have three hours to get there. And it's like maybe a 10-minute drive. Yeah. 
So she definitely is a be early kind of a girl. <laughs> just just yesterday, she was going to walk over to a friend's, which literally the friend lives that, a few doors down. A few doors down. And she was leaving like 50 minutes early. Yeah. She's like, I got to get there. And we're like, I, Ari, it's 50. <laughs> It's an hour before. I actually have a weekend rule about how early she can knock on doors because she would be there at 6 a.m. She would. Easily. She would. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Do you think that heater sound is going to be in the... Probably. Okay, so if you're hearing a nice, like, tonal sound, like we're kind of like an orchestra warming up, that is actually the... Um, <laughs> the heater. <laughs> the heater. <laughs> so the... Um, Okay, I have a couple topics. Um, first is three books. We're playing Desert, Deserted, Desert Island again. Des- des- desert, deserted, desert, desert, desert Island. Island. I think the last time we did this, we did movies. But this time, it's the top three books that you would bring. Okay. I had had this on the schedule to do back when we did the reading one, which is what made me think of, ooh, this is like a part two to reading. Is the Bible like already on the island or is that one of our books? Nope. It has to be one of your books. Well, obviously I'd bring the Bible. Would you? Yeah. Yes, I'd bring the Bible. <laughs> no, I'm just I don't have it all memorized. Yeah. Um, okay. So ready? You top three and why? The Bible. Okay. Which translation? Um, I'd probably do ESV. Okay. I mean, I love me a good, you know, paraphrase, but not if it's like my only version. Okay. I want my study version for for that. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then I'd probably bring East of Eden. It's one of my favorite Ooh, books. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I love that book. Um, and okay. Give me a second to think of my last one. You, you okay. give me a few. So mine would be a Bible. And I would choose, I think the one I would choose is the Passion Translation. You got it for me for Christmas this year? There's only the New Testament. Really? You wouldn't bring the whole Bible? You'd only bring half the know. Bible? I don't know. I feel like if You're, I was... Come on, get it together, man. No, I'm planning Are on... you counting on my full version? You're counting <laughs> on my full version, aren't no, you? No, no. You I'm, are. I'm planning on being stranded... In a desert island in like two years when a it's desert all island. a deserted desert island, a deserted desert desert island. island. Um, I'm planning on being stranded in like two years when it's complete. But I re- I've really gotten into the passion translation. You know, it's so funny when anybody thinks about being stranded on an island. They always think it's going to be like warm and tropical. Not what like, if it's a... like an island in Canada. Like that movie, you remember that movie when we were younger called um, Far From Home, The Adventures of Yellow Dog, where he gets stranded on the Canadian island and he's like freezing and the dog keeps him alive. And I never saw that. How have you never seen it? That's like the Nathaniel Steele, like... It reminds me of a movie called The Edge, that one. This is for kids, though. Oh, The Edge is not for kids. No, I would not think The Edge is for kids. The Edge is a fantastic movie, not for kids. But Yellow Dog is indeed is. for kids. Okay. It's a good one. But it's cold. You're cold the entire yeah. time. Yeah. Which I'm cold right now, so I think that's why I'm I it. speaking of cold movies, I just watched a movie about a guy who um his he him and like twelve other guys were spies from I believe it was like Norway into Germany or um northern Switzerland during World War Two. And so the entire movie is everyone else gets Oh, is this killed. one you're telling me about? Yeah, it's like the 12th really man, cool. I think okay. it's called. 
the entire movie, I'm shivering. I live in Texas. <laughs> I was watching it this summer. I'm shivering wow. because it's so like everything about the movie is so cold. It's a fantastic movie. True story. Highly recommend The Twelfth Man. Watch it. Anyways, Desert Island. You would bring ESV. You yes. would bring East of Eden. Yes. What else? Okay, so I'm debating between two right now. Okay, what two? Like a uh, um, one of my collections of like um, poetry, mm-hmm. or this this book on writing called mm-hmm. Bird by Bird by Anne Lamott. And the reason I would bring it is because I've been trying to finish reading this thing for like five, six years. Doesn't it teach you how to write? It does. So you would plan on writing on the desert island? I would, because you're only letting me write write three books. You would write your own books to read? But yeah, and the other reason I bring this book is because I keep trying to read it and it's written amazingly. This is not a commentary on the book. I just never finish it because, what are you looking at? Come back to me. No, I know. Sorry. Um, hold it. No, it goes in the next spot. I, I never finish it. because I, I, I think the reason why is because if I read it all, I feel like I'm going to have to like actually write what I want to write. And I get too nervous to actually write, which I feel like I want to, mm-hmm. but I haven't yet. And so there'd be like an accountability factor. Right. Like I read it. Now I have to write. Right. Like, because I literally, did you know? Fun fact, I've packed that book on, like, the last I didn't know that. six trips we've taken. You know what's funny? Now that you mentioned that, I do randomly see it laying around wherever yeah. we're staying. Yeah, and I have about two copies of it. Two or three copies of it. I okay. just, I keep trying to force myself, but I, it's... Hey, so, what? as someone who's written a book, um, <laughs> I love saying that. I've had, no, I've had no less than three people ask me how did you write your book and to be fair to everyone i did it in a season of our life that it just worked right and it was over eight years of writing so it's not like something you just sit down and, for me i sat down and did but my advice is you do have to just start writing right like you you just have to start somewhere doing like something that statement is judgmental no, 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 it's no, that's what I mean is it, it's I'm not, just you. it's not at all. And I'm very well aware of the season, the first four seasons when I came up with the content and then obviously the last four years, um, you know, I do spend a lot of time in hospitals. I do spend a lot of time doing therapies every day, right? Which is writing time. It's time that because of my disease, <laughs> I, I have allocated to free time. I say that loosely. And so so I recognize that. And I recognize that it was a very specific. I worked at a school which gave me opportunity and time to write, develop content. But that's I, I think that's what I mean is is you do you have to just start. Right. And I know? don't think for me, I don't think it's a time issue for me. I think it's a intimidation issue. Well, okay, so you bring up a fantastic point because I feel like you're what you are saying is the is the bottom line of what the people who have asked me are are have basically come down to is like right. well you just got to start writing they're like 
usually it comes down to, but, you know, I have all these stories or I have right. all this content, but I don't know how to get it out. And and it's exactly to your point of well, what you're saying. Well, you know me, I'm always telling you I have like five different ideas for a book and right. then I never right. move forward on it. Like I had a blog for a while and I actually had, I really liked my entries in that they were good i felt i mean i felt they were good but i think the the blog here's the thing when you look at i have a blog it's a it it can come off as like a one-off this is boop that's it whereas it's like if you're saying i want to write a book you're like oh no i have chapters i have paragraphs hey lou hey lou lay down you know and it's i think it seems more intimidating Whereas if you look at it as, hey, each one of those blogs is a section within a chapter within a book. You know what I mean? So maybe people should start blogging more. I think it's a good idea. But you made me get rid of my blog. You got rid of like you <laughs> don't put this on me like no do you remember we were talking get about back in the kitchen yeah, I don't no, want I'm you right <laughs> do you remember we were talking last podcast I think it was about getting rid of websites yeah yeah I just wasn't <laughs> updated anymore so. exactly yeah. yeah. Books that you would bring, you said, okay, you have that, yeah. you said ESV Bible, right. East of Eden, right. and probably Bird by Bird. Yeah, because I got to finish it, man. Great. Like, I got to do that. If I, you have if a I never island. write anything else in my life, I at least got to finish reading that book. Yeah, you have a desert island. You have time. Mine is Passion Translation. Interestingly enough, guys, and I told Lacey this earlier, if I was stranded on a desert island, I would probably bring my book on love. Because. You're so funny. It's not That's because hilarious to me. No, but it's not because I'm totally making fun of you right now. I know. It's not because I think I'm such a great writer. It's because I recognize immediately recognize <laughs> that. <laughs> Put your leg down, Lou. That's inappropriate. <laughs> you're, our, Excuse our dog right now. If, if you're, you're watching, watching the video, yeah, just ignore her. Just, just. <laughs> She's very comfortable. <laughs> Put a piece of tape <laughs> right there. Um, is because I readily know that the things that I talk about in that book are deep. They're stories, personal stories of our family. I think Don't it's just a good... Don't you have them in your good... head? No, not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I got it out on paper. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Flushed, you know? <laughs> Done. I feel like you're using this time, Sluffed. the, the d- dessert island, as a time to promote your book. I mean, if you're going on a desert <laughs> island, I would recommend Unlove as one of the books. Third book. Ready? The third okay, book is, I, I was going to say, I'm going to pull a Dwight from The Office. Yeah. And I'm going to pack Shakespeare's The Tragedies because it's such a thick book. I would hollow out that book and I would put in matches, a knife, a can of Vienna sausages, and some toilet paper. Why do you think that we only have books? These are, this is not like saying you don't have those other supplies. It's just saying if you have books. So you're saying of your three books, you'd only bring two, one of which you wrote and one which is half the Bible. Ah! <laughs> I feel like you're making it sound like a negative thing. No, I'm just kidding about the tragedies. I just saw it on our bookshelf and it's like a, it's a thick, it's like three, four inches thick. Is this your first time you've seen Shakespeare? <laughs> it's the first time I've seen all the tragedies in one book. 
It's incredible. Okay, so seriously though, uh, I would probably bring because I do love uh, nonfiction. I would probably bring the. I'm really thinking of the life and times of the Messiah by Edersheim. It's a fantastic book. Really in-depth. I like it. Guys, I'm serious. I'm a complete nerd when it comes to books in terms of I love nonfiction. I still can't believe you only bring the New Testament. I really love the Passion Translation. You're totally planning on borrowing my ESV. Well, yeah. Obviously, if we're going to get stranded on the desert, I know we're going to be together. Well, if you're going to hollow out one of your books, and you, I get four books, and you get two books. I'm not hollowing out a book. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, which leads me into the next... Ready? The next topic? Okay, do it. I feel like you are going to hate this topic because it's a why do I care? Why should I care? I want to pose it to you because I have my own answer, but I'm really curious as to what your answer would be. Bible translations. Why should someone care? You can't fall asleep on this subject. You have to engage. <laughs> this is mostly a audio podcast. You have to engage. You can't just fall asleep and let I'm me do the talking. Fall asleep. I did see that on our uh, sheet, I know, and I, I was thinking Nathan can handle this one. No, I'm really curious as to your your Take view of on. it, and then and then I can I can chime in. I want to know what your thoughts are. I okay so my personal choice for translations it really depends on uh am I reading the bible to study um am I reading it to teach am I reading it to get a new perspective or not a new but like just kind of look at it in a different way or if I don't understand it I'll grab a different translation like if a, a verse it, I've, I mean, I'm just not really getting it mm -hmm. I tend to grab a few different translations because that helps me get a better idea of what what's being communicated right the intent yeah. of the, the the passage yeah personally I am I really love um uh, the amplified. Mm -hmm. I'm a wordy person, so I love the amplified for for study and for teaching. Um, I try I try not to use it when I'm when I'm speaking because people fall asleep in the middle. Right. But if I'm trying to like research myself, I'll use right. amplified. If I'm teaching, I'll probably grab the ESV because I feel like that's the most. Uh, it's really well accepted. It's yeah. very respected. It's yeah. a good all-around translation. Um, my personal devotion time, I've been in a phase where I've really been loving some of the paraphrases, mm -hmm. just um, like passion or message or... Um, New Living Translation is one of New my favorites. New Living, I love that. Um, I'm not a big NIV girl. Um, I think NIV is a great translation for people um i've heard getting into the word i think it's a it's a good i mean it's a good translation it's not a bad translation yeah. it's just i feel like more of the one of the more political translations through the past few years so yeah. i kind of have a problem with that um and there i feel like there's better options for study yeah not that i'm 
making a case right now for against it yeah but um personally um i've I don't know. I, I kind of love some of the tools we have nowadays with the um, like gateway. Is it gateway Bible? So you have, yeah, like on online, online tools, mm-hmm. you have <clears throat> gateway Bible or Bible gateway. I forget which one you have the blue letter Bible. Um, you have Logos Bible. I don't think it's gateway Bible. Bible Remember gateway. when you accidentally pulled that up and it was a really bad site. So fun story. I was... <laughs> I was teaching our pastoral staff how to add Bible verses into their PowerPoints. Yeah, I remember this. And I went to, this is where show prep would have come in handy. I log on to, it was either Bible Gateway or Gateway Bible. So it's like an opposite one. Yeah. And one of them is a porn site. And one of them is a Bible study site. Folks, I am so sorry. Uh, one yeah. of those is fantastic. <laughs> the other one such a bad story huh? is horrible. Yeah. Well, it was so funny because all the pastors like, oh, and I'm like, oh, so we yeah, like, oh, obviously it's the other one. So anyways, you know, what's funny is I. I was gonna slightly say, yeah. traumatized. Here yeah. I am trying to tell people, hey, use online tools. And then it's like, wait a minute. So sorry. Yeah. Um, You know what? I would recommend you just type is, in a verse and then it'll. Yeah, do up. that. Yeah. Um, but basically what I'm saying is I like it because you can switch back and forth translations really quick for right. a verse. Right. And that's really nice. Not I love having physical Bibles. Actually, I'm, I'm more prone to have that. I'm a physical Bible person, too. Um, yeah. But as far as for study, that's just really handy. And we, you know, back when we were working at the Bible school there, we had um, a teacher there that was um, really accomplished he had all these um, he's a degrees and yeah linguistics yeah. and translations just knew so yeah. much about um he t- he taught the um, hebrew greek class and one of the things he always said is the very best way to um get into the meaning of a verse or a, a word in scripture is use a dictionary because yep. there's a reason why the translators pick that word yeah. and i always thought that was really good advice and um, he yeah he was not an advocate for looking up the greek word because you know his big thing was dealing with context and culture right he goes there's a reason translators nowadays use specific words and he said get a thesaurus get a dictionary find out why they use that that word and other translations he he advocated reading other translations mm-hmm to give a well-rounded view of how that word could be used. Right. Which yeah. I mean, yeah, it's fun if you're taking a Hebrew Greek class and you're right. kind of getting into that, but I think just as your, you know, average Joe, which I would consider myself more of like yeah, we're average Joes. Don't gonna... <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've both taken classes in that yeah. years ago, but um like the Hebrew that was one of your favorite classes, yeah. wasn't it? The Hebrew Greek like class. Yeah. But um just like in your normal study you know, grabbing a different translation yeah. or looking up the, the meaning of the word. But all that to say, I think um, versions of the Bible are, it, the question was what I like to use and what do I, why do I think it's important? Yeah, why are translations important or the subject of translations, you know? It, and, and I think oftentimes, you know, there's Christians who have advocated for only using one translation or another. And you and I tend to fall on the other side of that 
argument where it's like, hey, the more translations you can get your hands on, good translations, whether they're paraphrase or uh, word for word, mm-hmm. um, you, you just get a, a far more well-rounded view of what God is communicating if you use multiple translations. Right. I think some people choose transla- translations too based on what is comfortable and familiar to yeah. them. Like if they were younger and they'd always heard the Bible in uh, King James or New yeah. King James, that's a real comfort level there. Or most of my verses actually were memorized in NIV. Like, oh, yeah. That's just what, when yeah. I was doing a lot of verse memorization, that's what I yeah. memorized in. Um, so it is interesting what you're drawn to. Yeah. And, that's, um, and I was going to say that's personality based. Mm-hmm. Like, don't feel bad if you're like, hey, I really get a lot out of paraphrase or man, maybe you're incredibly analytical and you're like, I love the New American Standard Bible. I love these, you know, really, I call them Yoda Bibles <laughs> because I love I had New American Standard for a really yeah, long time. Love. Remember my it was like a Joyce Meyer. Yeah. That inductive. Yep. No, not Joyce Meyer. It's the right. Kay Andrews. Kay Andrews. It was that inductive inductive study. Yeah. Yeah. That's that was a great Bible because that method inductive study is probably my favorite. Okay. (laughs) See, now you're getting passionate about it. This is my secret. I I actually am really passionate about this. Um, I like the inductive method. Uh, Some of the symbols, I feel I didn't do that part of it. I feel like you can kind of pick and choose with that method what's going to really work for you because by the time she has you doing all the symbols and the highlighting and the, that gets a little bit too much to me. Some people love that, but I love the, I think there's really easy concepts that you can apply on a regular basis as you study the word. Um, All that to say, I think that translations and there's a reason why they keep coming out with new translations right it's because culture keeps changing and our use of the language keeps changing does that mean that we're changing the meaning of the bible no we're trying to communicate the truth in a modern way right yeah and i think that's where translations come under fire is right especially new ones i mean some of the most accepted ones today the king james bible was incredibly controversial when it was published. Isn't that you know? funny? Yeah. And so that's what I, it, the idea of translations being controversial is not new. Uh, it's not. Uh, you know, it used to be written in Latin, then when it was translated into German, oh, that is heresy. You know, all of those things. Um, yeah, the, the, I think that's where we have to have grace for translations, translators, right? And going, hey, they're, they're trying to attempting to communicate God's truth in a culturally relevant way. Right. Not changing truth, communicating truth in a culturally relevant way. Right. One of my, okay. One of the biggest for me personally, advocacies for multiple translations is Jesus. Jesus quoted so many different versions of what was then the Bible the Old Testament. He quoted the Greek version, the Septuagint. He quoted the Targums, which I would, you know, put those in light of like a message or passion translation. He quoted other versions, the um, Aramaic versions of the Bible. He, so there, (laughs) if he was able to quote multiple versions, translations of the Old Testament, 
And what was it's fascinating if he's able to even half quote verses like he would put two completely unrelated verses together and quote them together. I think we tend to look at it as like, you know, they're very strict and specific on how we read the Bible. Honestly, if your heart is to understand the heart of God and you open up any translation of the Bible, trusting that the Holy Spirit will speak to you, he'll speak to you. Mm -hmm. You will get truth because your heart is humble. Your heart is for understanding the Heavenly Father. And I think even how you study the Bible, I know in my own life, I have gone through no less than a dozen study methods as I've studied. So... All that has to say, it's very important and also not important. Is that right? Probably not, no. Is that not what I'm trying to communicate? Probably offended some people there, yeah. I think it's important, but you don't have to overthink if you have the wrong quote-unquote translation or not. Here's what I'm saying. It's so important, you don't have to overthink it. (laughs) How's that? (laughs) Sure. That's all I got. Sure. I hope we communicated well on this. <laughs> Guys, it is life or death, so don't worry about it, okay? <laughs> how, f- how? What's our time? Where are we at? Uh, we're right at an hour. Wow, look at us. Babe. We always talk for so long. Most weeks. I'm sorry, you guys. We, you know what's the funniest thing is generally we're talking before this and we're talking after we, yeah. we just like, just like to talk to each other. You guys so. literally get a, a <laughs> snippet of our actual conversations. Hey, if you would like to know, if you have conversations that you would like us to talk about, let us if you know have conversations. if you have conversations that you want our opinions on. <laughs> we should ask for some why should I cares. Hey, yeah, guys, ask us, get us some why should I cares. What yeah. is it that you guys uh, care about or don't care about or don't care about? I wonder why other people do. You good call. I like that. All, All right. right. Yeah. Hey, thanks, guys. <laughs> Bye. Bye.